You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Jared Wall. He is a youth pastor at Farmersville Free Will Baptist Church in Farmersville, California. He also works as a a senior uh, student services advisor, helping students with their financial aid situation and helping them to be able to do college more affordable. And so, Jared, it's so good to have you here today on the Better Together podcast. Good to be here, Brother Eddie. Thanks for having me. We should also mention you're a transplant from the great state of North Carolina to the <laughs> a great state, California, as well. So we're yeah. we're glad to see you are you have ministered from coast to coast, buddy. I have. It's good to now, have that experience. <laughs> that's right. Now, Jared, I've got some questions. It seems like every other day, uh, what I hear about financial aid and I hear about loan forgiveness and everything in the news and all what's happening politically, it seems like things change from time to time. Let's say that I'm in a situation that uh, I've got a lot of debt from going to college. I'm wondering if you might have some experiences. Let's start with experiences first that you've had uh, that might be of interest to some of our listeners on how to deal with these situations. Well, sure. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of changes going on recently, um, as recently as the last couple months. Um, but things do seem to be changing quite often. Uh, but one that has kind of stood the test of time, at least since I've been in this field, is the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program. Um, I myself am enrolled in that program. It's through my employer as a financial aid advisor at the private Christian college where I work. Um, but it's also um, applicable to our people within the denomination. But just a little bit on my experience, I heard about it at an actual work conference. And I kind of was like raising my hand. I was like, is this for me? Can I actually get this myself? And my boss at the time was like, I don't know. You can try. And um, uh, you would be the first one here to do it. And I did. And I actually did qualify. And I was able to get enrolled in the program. Um, and the good news is on that, I have about less than two years left. And I will be eligible for uh, loan forgiveness. So I, I'll dive into that a little bit. Um, but I've kind of crunched the numbers um, they're going to forgive upwards of $50,000 of my student loan debt, um, personally. So it's going to be a big help to me and my family. And I'm just wanting to help as many people as I can and get that information out. So you've had personal experience with this, with some of the work that you've done in your own, uh, trying to take care of your own college and so forth, but you've also have experience working with the students. So share with us a bit today about what it is that a person, um, I'm sitting out there and I have a high level of debt. What kinds of things can I do to get or take advantage of this loan forgiveness that you speak of? Yeah. Um, so the easiest thing to remember is you can go online and actually apply for public service loan forgiveness yourself. Um, now, just a little bit about the basics of it, um, kind of the way it works you have to make 120 qualifying payments. And people say, well, what's a qualifying payment? It's one payment on time every month. And you have to be working for a qualifying employer. And a lot of people think, oh, it's what I do. It's really not what you do, it's who you work for. So the employer has to be the qualifier there. So if you make the 120 qualifying payments, you're working for a qualified employer. Once you've done those two things, you can actually apply for forgiveness 
the government will then review all the qualifying payments you've made, and then they'll forgive the remainder of your student loan debt. Um, so it's a let's, really good program. Let's break that down. So by qualifying payments, we're saying you make those payments on time. Uh, you make the, the full payment and so forth. And then what is it that constitutes a qualifying employer? Yes. Yeah, so a qualifying employer, that would be any government, federal, state, local, um, and then um, also a 501c3. And you have to be working full time. But the good thing is, in the government's eyes here, full time is considered 30 hours. And then it also would be an equivalent. So say you are part time staff at a, one of our local churches, you're pulling a few hours a week there, but you also work somewhere else part time. If both of those employers qualify, that would equal full-time employment and you could still be in the program. Um, and the way the 501c3 status works, if you are working at one of our local churches and you're in good standing with your local association, your state association, and in turn the national association, you can submit that under the umbrella of the national association's 501c3 status. So that would make the, that person a qualifier where they could be counted as a qualifying employer and be enrolled in the program that way. So let's say we've got a listener and they're a teacher or they're a law enforcement officer or they work for a college. Those are qualifying occupations. And then what I hear you saying is they work in a ministry. They work as a church. So this, as long as they're a 501c3 status organization, then that works as a qualifying employer. And then you got into really the, the line about the National Association of Free Will Baptists. You're part of a local church. The local church is part of the state association. It's part of the national association. And that's the 501c3 letter we give for various issues like this is uh, what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Um, so, again, those other employers um, like teachers, uh, my, my wife is in the program as well. Um, uh, any of those government organizations, those do qualify. But um, just to give you a little feedback there. Um, I actually helped my father-in-law, who's the senior pastor at my church, get enrolled in the program uh, under the church's status. So that's kind of how I wound that road and found out what to do there. Um, and he was able to get um, enrolled. Um, the government did request some additional documentation to confirm the 501c3 status. And that's what we received from your office, Brother Eddie. So you guys were able to submit that to him. Um, and it was actually personalized to him for his by his name and his church. Um, so that was actually able to get submitted. Uh, the only side effect we found, it does take some time because I think someone has to manually go in and review it. Um, I think he didn't get a determination or an answer for about three months. So mm -hmm. it, it, it did take a little bit of time there, but he did hear back and he did get approved. And now he's enrolled in the program by being a pastor at a church. And um, I will say this real quick. Um, they actually changed some of the regulations there. It used to be any hours spent proselytizing, like if you're going out soul winning, door knocking or anything, those things would not qualify as time towards full-time employment. They actually did away with that. So if you are doing those things, those can be counted as towards your uh, hour served as, to consider you full-time. So it's a big help for our, our people, our, our people within our churches. So really... Whereas used to, it would be like, okay, well, you're visiting people in the hospital. That works. Really, any kind of ministry experience qualifies, and you're trying to get toward the 30 hours in whatever position, whatever yes. the employer would be. 
So the listener is hearing this and they're like, okay, maybe they're bivocational. Then you're trying to have both the employers be qualifying employers is what I, what I'm hearing you say, but you're also making it clear uh, a church setting, a ministry setting qualifies for this. Now let's walk back on. It took him, you know, it probably took him three months to, to uh, assess it, which is really similar to like applying for a passport or mm. turning your taxes in. Uh, that's just that's just the way that game works, doesn't it? That's the way our government works. It takes about that long to do some of these things, and that this is kind of falls in the same boat. It just takes time for someone to physically look at it and verify the information. But the good news is it was verifiable and it did work. So that's good. So where do they go next, Jared? If they want to, I want to proceed. I want to look into this further. What are their next steps? Yeah, um, the big landing page is on the government's website, and that website is studentaidaid.gov forward slash PSLF, short for Public Service Loan Forgiveness. So studentaid.gov forward slash PSLF. And on there, there's the PSLF help tool. So you'll actually go on. It'll walk. It's a very intuitive uh, process um, and very helpful. You would submit your employment information. Um, that's where we would put in all the information through the national and all that. And then from there, you would submit that. Then most likely, if they're a pastor in one of our churches, they'll get a kickback saying, hey, we need some additional documentation. And that's where they can reach out to you guys at the national office. Um, would that email the questions at NAFWB? Would that be a good place to do that? It would. So just email us at questions at NAFWB.org. It's usually Anna, Anna Fox, who sends those letters out. But uh, for example, during COVID, any of us uh, sent those letters out. So if you just email us at questions at nafwb.org and indicate, I need this particular letter of applied for loan forgiveness, and she'll send that letter to you and you can turn it in uh, with your paperwork uh, to try to get your loan forgiven. Yep, uh, exactly. Well, good job, Jared. This is really helpful information. So number one, you've had it, experienced it personally. It's not just helped you, but it's also it's helped your your family is what I hear you saying. It's But you're also doing it as, a, as your job. That's one of the things you're doing day in and day out. Many of the people you're going to work with or you're working with are going to be in ministry in different places as well. So they might as well take advantage of this opportunity, uh, just like any other person would that's working for a nonprofit. Exactly. It's it's a really good benefit. And I, I think a lot of people in our churches could take advantage of it. Uh, just real quick, I, I know you mentioned uh, COVID-19. Um, yes. Back in 2020, they actually paused student loan payments back in March of 2020. Those did not restart until October of this year. Well, the good news is if you were in loan repayment that entire time and you were not required to make loan payments during that time, those all still counted towards loan forgiveness. So you Very got all those months basically for free uh, towards those 120 qualifying payments. So what I'm hoping is when after some, some of our people hear this, they go ahead and apply for loan forgiveness, they may already be at the loan forgiveness uh, threshold and not even realize it. And they may be still making loan payments and they may not have to. So it's it's mm -hmm. a really good time to go ahead and get in the program if they can. Um, and if, if they have questions, if they need help, um, they can always reach out to that same email you mentioned, 
and uh, we can get them in contact with the right help and the right people to do that. Well, that's great. And so really it changed the clock a little bit, the whole COVID situation. So if you'd like to make contact with Jared, see what more you could learn about this, please email us at questions at nafwb.org. And then we also encourage you to take a look at that um, government website. Give them that address one more time, Jared. Yeah, it's a studentaid.gov forward slash PSLF, studentaid.gov forward slash PSLF. Very good. So, Jared, thank you for taking the time to share this with us today. It helps us to be good stewards of the resources that God has given us, helps us to be able to do better supporting our family and actually giving back to the Lord's work. So you've given us some good information that helps our students out there, that helps people uh, that are struggling a bit with some student uh, debt and maybe qualify for student loan forgiveness. Thank you for sharing this with us today, my friend. No problem. Thank you for having me, Brother Eddie. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And we want to thank you for listening to the Better Together podcast today. We want to encourage you to share this podcast with someone that you think might benefit from it. Remember, every little thing we do, it really does help when we work together to advance the gospel and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Thank you for taking the time to join us today.